Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Big Ranch coming to you from South Central Coral Springs in the hood. Yes, this is the hood. This is where it's where it gets bad over here with even the ducks are G. That's what I'm saying. A duck hopped 50, 40 bucks for me and flew away. Flew away like crazy. I didn't know what to do except chase the motherfucker down. And then he flew across the canal and I am fucking out $40. I think he was using it to buy some quack. <laughs> Get it? Quack. $40. Speaking of quack, I got a funny story to tell you. Um, Check this out. I dated this girl, Brittany. Okay. She happened to be a fucking heroin addict and a crack addict and everything addict. She was a total junkie. And when I met her, I don't know. It wasn't that she like looked good because she wasn't good looking. You know, I'm used to dating like supermodels. For real, I'm being serious. Like every girlfriend I've ever had has been like fucking, I don't want to say supermodel material, but fucking close to it. Because B. Grinch don't date ugly girls. B. Grinch dates fucking strong eight and a halves. You know what I'm saying? An eight and a half on the B. Grinch scale of anesthetics, aesthetics. I fucked that totally up. Aesthetics. The B. Grinch matrix scale of aesthetics. So it starts at minus two all the way to 10. And if you are minus two, you look like fucking roadkill. Okay. And if you are 10, you're absolutely perfect. It's very, very hard to find a 10. You know what I'm saying? Most women that are super beautiful come in at nine, 9.2. You know what I'm saying? Well, this girl, Brittany, was probably at a, at a strong one. Maybe two. The thing is, is that before she became a junkie, she was pretty. She was definitely a strong five. I'd say that. Average looking. You know what I mean? A little bit more than average. She was really pretty. But that fucking meth and that fucking crack and that fucking heroin, man, that made her ugly. And the only reason why I hooked up with her was because I really thought she was cool as shit. Like, this bitch had me played really bad. You know? And I look, I overlooked the, the aesthetics of her, her general looks. And um, I started hanging out with her as a friend and before you know it, I'm banging her. But um, funny thing is, is that I actually caught an STD from her and that wasn't fucking cool. I had to get fucking shots and all that shit. Syphilis, let me tell you something. That shit hurts to get cured. You have to get three shots in your ass over the course of three months. And they fucking hurt those shots. It's not fun. Always wear a bag, people. Or if you're if you're a man, put a rubber on that thing. And if you're a woman, make sure your man puts a rubber on that thing. Because syphilis sucks. At least curing syphilis sucks. And syphilis sucks when you have it if you don't know it. And you grow and you start fucking dying. It's bad. It's real bad. But now, it's not my disease, not my problem. Because I'm cured from it. That's all I'm saying. No big deal. Um, anyway, this girl, Brittany, man, I, I never fucking, I've never done like, um, heroin on purpose. I was telling people the last show, how I was uh, on show 27, how people are uh, these, these homeless people fucking smoked a joint with me that I was laced with fentanyl and I overdosed. Now, you know, I don't fuck around with opiates. So 
you know, I, I, I wasn't into the fact that she was like fucking using heroin. Okay, and she would use it in my house, which was a big fucking deal to me because I would have to tell her to go into the fucking bathroom. I didn't want to see that shit. I didn't want to have anything to do with that shit. I'm not down with that shit. And then I made her actually quit. You want to know something? She quit. This bitch quit. But she kept on smoking crack, and that's whack. Thing is, is that she actually taught me how to smoke crack. And it's very interesting how you smoke crack. Okay, you see, you got to lift like the stem up and then you got to like fire, put fire on it and then lower it down like a cigarette and all the smoke comes through the chore, which is like this copper wire shit. And then you get your hit, you suck it in and then it's gone and you hold your breath in and then you blow it out and you get high for, I don't know, it's stupid. It's fucking retarded. But that's what she was into. She taught me how to do it. Not that I do it, but um, I mean, I've done cocaine before. But smoking it, you know, crack, that's just fucking, that's, I I don't know, it's just fucking weird. But she also told me, well, the thing is that I think about was was learning how to smoke crack is because, you know, if I ever went to a party and everybody there was smoking crack wrong, you know, I could actually teach them how to smoke crack the right way. And I think that that that's a pretty good novelty. That's a pretty good party trick. You know, if everybody in the room is smoking crack and they're doing it the wrong way, I could say, hey, guys, you're smoking crack the wrong way. Let me show you the right way to smoke crack. And she also taught me how to cook crack. Um, That was actual crack, but I know the steps to do it. You know, you do this, you do that. And before you know it, you make crack and it comes out pretty good. And your homemade crack is pretty good from what I understand. Uh, it's supposed to be more powerful than regular crack. I wouldn't know because I've never actually cooked any up. But the thing is, is that if you're at a party and everybody's smoking crack and they all run out, I could be like, hey, guys, I'll whip us up a batch. You know what I'm saying? So I could be very, very useful at a crack party. But do they really have crack parties? Do they? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe they do. You know, you know how potheads sit in a fucking smoke circle and they pass the pipe or they pass the joint or they pass the blunt around everybody. And, um, you know, everybody gets high because, you know, pot, that's all right. I don't smoke pot anymore either. But um, I wonder if they have crack circles. You know, usually, from what I understand, people don't like to let other people use their their, their pipe or what they call a stem, which is just a long piece of... uh, glass that's um, hollowed out so you could put this chore in it and smoke it I guess you know from what I was taught that's how you do it and that's exactly what I'm under the impression that you do because of the fact that I could totally totally if I wanted to smoke crack crazy crazy but that's whack. That's fucked up. That's a fucked up drug. All drugs are fucked up. I've actually been on a lot of them, you know, and uh, being sober, I'm going to tell you, I mean, I, I'll drink beer, but being sober is the way to go. You know, there's nothing that beats being sober because I don't know, you just, you're with it. Maybe it's not as fun, but you die from doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to die. Not my drugs, not my fucking problem. That's all I'm saying. You know, I don't get it. And I don't want to get it because I don't use it and I don't care. So anyway, I met this girl, Brittany. I made her quit doing, you know, heroin. I didn't want this bitch to overdose in my house, even though my ex-co-host 
Brittany, she died overdosing twice in my house in four days. That's right. She snuck heroin into my house because she knew how I felt about heroin. The first time she fucking started doing rescue breaths on my fucking couch and I fucking called 911 and I fucking resuscitated her and I saved her life before the cops even got there, before EMS got there. And then wouldn't you know it, man, four days later, yes, one, two, three, four days later, after she fucking overdosed. Would you believe this bitch goes and does it? She does it again. Her name was Brittany too. You both called call her Brittany's. I think there's something wrong with you guys, Brittany's. Are you all fucking drug addicts or heroin users? I don't know. I don't care. Not my girls, not my problem. That's all I'm saying. But it's bad. It's real bad. So Brittany, she overdoses again. Four days later, my ex-co-host. And I'm like, holy shit. She's laying on my bed. She's not breathing. Okay, and I'm thinking to myself, if I call 911, you know, I don't know what kind of trouble we could get in. I have this stuff in my house, you know, and I don't know where it's at because she had it hidden. It wasn't on her or she snorted all of it. I, I just don't know. You know, so I was like, I'm not calling 911. I'm going to resuscitate this bitch. I'm going to bring her back to life if it takes fucking the magic in my hands. And you want to know something? I saved that bitch's life again. I resuscitated her. I did chest compressions. I did use CPR. And I got this bitch breathing. And wouldn't you know it, when she came to on this time, she was laughing. I don't know why she was laughing, but she started laughing. She doesn't know why she started laughing. We don't know why she started laughing. Hey, not my OD, not my fucking problem. So it's bad. It's real bad. That's all I'm saying. But going back to my ex-girlfriend, Brittany, yeah, I got her actually to stop doing heroin. And she did it really well, like unless she was sneaking it, which I don't see how she could because actually she very well, she, she, she could have hit a rig in the bathroom. And for those of you that don't know what a rig is, it's a needle. You know, it's what you use to fucking inject the heroin into your veins with. Um, I have no idea about the sensation of that, but I know you could overdose on it real fucking quick because they put fentanyl in it. I was telling you last show how, how, I smoked a joint that these motherfuckers laced with fentanyl and I fucking, I overdosed and they robbed me. They called 911 though. They could have let me die and fucking taken off, you know? So I have to be, you know, thankful that they called 911 because I was resuscitated with Narcan and uh, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I come to, there's two cops and like 11 EMS people in my fucking house. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? You don't realize that you fucking overdose. You just go to sleep and that's it. And if they don't fucking resuscitate you, you just stay sleeping. That's fucking it for you. Scary thought, isn't it? It's fucking scary, yo. Well, that's all there is to that. But fucking Brittany was a real weird one. You know, she was a tough girl. She was from the streets. And I was just trying to make her into a South Central Coral Springs woman. Because really here in South Central Coral Springs, it's really not that bad. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful city, actually. Uh, where she comes from, Oakland Park, where everybody smokes meth, does crack, does heroin. You know, fucking any drug you think of comes out of fucking Oakland Park. Oakland Park is a substitute city out of Fort Lauderdale, and it's a fucking shithole. That's all I'm saying. Oakland Park is a shithole. It's right next to Wilton Manors, which is another shithole, but it has a very, very large gay community. And um, I guess it's nice because, you know, gay people... You know, you, you guys know that are gay. You know, you know you guys keep your shit tight. You guys keep your shit fucking nice looking. Y'all probably keep yourselves fucking more fashionable and um, trim your lawns and your hedges much better than women do. 
know what I'm saying? I, mean, I don't know. I know a few couple of gay guys. As a matter of fact, a couple of days ago, I have a friend over. He happens to be gay. I've only fucking hung out with this guy. I met him through a friend. He seemed like a pretty good dude. He called me, asked if he can come over. And then, man, this guy gets into a fucking fight with his boyfriend on the fucking phone. All right? And they're fucking yelling and screaming. He's yelling and screaming. I could hear his boyfriend fucking yelling over the phone. And he's saying, you know, I'm not fucking Dan. I'm not fucking Dan. Dan lives with my fucking best friend's roommate. And this fucking sucks. And you're a piece of shit. And you're an asshole. And they end up breaking up right in front of me while I'm sitting on the couch with popcorn fucking checking out this fucking episode that they're having. I really wasn't. I was just sitting on my couch, but uh, watching hockey, actually. But uh, crazy, crazy. And it goes to show you that gay relationships, lesbian relationships, and straight relationships are the same problems. You know, you might say, oh, if this really, guys might say, oh, if this relationship doesn't work out, I'm just going to become gay. You know, hang out with a dude. Well, let me tell you something, guys. If you've ever even kid around about that, I'm going to tell you what. Every relationship that you're possibly in, whether it's gay, straight, bi, or fucking lesbian, they all have the same problems as we do, as, you know, as straight people. It's the same fucking thing. So, you know, stay straight, stay gay, stay bi, stay lesbian, stay what you are, you know, what your sexual orientation is, and stick to it. You don't have to change for nobody. Nobody's asking you to change. Anyway, Brittany, this fucking... C-U-N-T. I don't like to use that word, quite honestly. On my LSTV show, I used to say C-U-N-T for see you next Tuesday. Because my LSTV show is Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, on YouTube and on Facebook. But the show kind of died out over, over the you know course of 609 shows, man. I've written 609 shows for Underground Live. That's, a, that's, the, name of my, that's the name of my LSTV show. And uh, quite honestly, it's fucking crazy, man. It was great. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, my viewership went from fucking 3,500 down to like the last time I did it, man. It was like I did a show that was uh, 610. I just bullshitted with people. It was totally interactive. And I fucking erased it, which I never do to a show because I don't believe in censorship. I believe in live. And if you're going to do something live, you keep that shit. You own it. You know what I'm saying? So, but I did erase this one because it would do nothing but boring somebody. But 609, I got 79 views. And I said, you want to know something? I think it's time to fucking maybe, you know, do something else and, you know, make my way onto a different path, which is podcasting, which is what I'm doing right now. This is what you'll be listening to. And this is what we get off on. You know what I'm saying? I stay out of trouble doing podcasts because I enjoy talking. I talk like a motherfucker. You can you could tell. I'm fucking cool. I got a good voice. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so <laughs> Brittany, this motherfucking bitch, you know what she does? She pulls a fucking knife out on me one day. Right? She pulls a knife out on me. Now I keep a knife in my pocket. So I fucking pull my knife on her. And she says, I'm gonna stab you, motherfucker. I said, bitch, I'm gonna stab you. So we put our knives away. She walks out the door. I'm telling you, within fucking within a minute. I hear this banging on the door like a cop knock. You know what I'm saying? You know what a cop knock is? That's when it goes boom, 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 boom. Now, I thought that was her fucking with me. She wanted to come back in. So I, I was yelling. I was kidding. And Jess, I said, this better be the fucking police. And I swing the door open. And there's an AR-15 semi-automatic machine gun pointed three inches from my nose with a cop yelling, get to the right, get to the right, move to the right, move to the right. 
And I wasn't even concerned about the other two guys that had their pistols drawn because naturally they were about three feet away from me. Whereas this fucking AR-15 was right in my fucking nose. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, she called the fucking police and said that there was a domestic situation with weapons in my fucking house. So she actually fucked me pretty bad. That was a bad breakup. You know what I'm saying? I got put in handcuffs. They had to search the house. It's fucking nuts. Fact of the matter is that I'm lucky. I had a friend here who collaborated my story, who saw pretty much everything. And luckily enough, he stuck around because really this happened immediately after she left. What a bitch that girl was. I hate bitches. Not the kind of bitches where you're like, yo, that's my bitch. I'm talking about a straight fucking bitch. If you're a bitch, you're a fucking bitch. And that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? But she's not my girl, not my problem. But it's bad. It's real bad. You know, I mean, fucking, not only did the girl fucking teach me how to make crack and cook crack, but she also taught me how to fucking catch a fucking STD. And that's just not fucking cool. I'm going to tell you what, man. Those needles in your ass, they hurt for like four or five days, man. It sucks. It really does suck. Use protection. I now always use protection. You can't see me without fucking protection being worn when I'm about to have sex. Forget that shit. You know what I'm saying? Unless two people that are in love go and get, you know, tested, then that's a different story. But, you know, people cheat, people do this, people do that. You know what I mean? They're not my relationships, not my fucking problem. It gets bad. It gets real bad. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, even in a relationship sometimes at first, you have to use contraceptives. You know what I mean? You just have to use a, a condom and until so you guys get tested and find out that you're both clean. It was crazy. When I got my test back, I fucking, you know, I said, how is it? For some reason, I had a feeling that I, I, I had caught HIV from her because she shared needles before. I didn't know that when I first started banging this chick. I should, I, this chick was such fucking scum. I'm going to tell you, what, I'm going to drop that five down to a three. All right, that five on the matrix, B-Gridge matrix scale of aesthetics. Yeah, she was a strong three because of her fucking attitude and her drug use. Drug use is ugly. That's all I got to say. And I happen to be gorgeous. So you can tell that I'm clean. So anyway, I have to explain to the cops. I had a friend here who collaborated my story to the, to the police. And I was let go of my handcuffs and free to go. But this girl, Brittany, caused me a lot of fucking problems, man. And uh, it was it was kind of scary. The thing is, is that she was set up to go to my house by the stalker that I had. And I think next show, I'm going to get into stalkers because I've had a couple of stalkers. And they're fucking scary, yo. To have a stalker or ha- how to have a- having a serious fucking hater could be very, very fucking bad. It is my problem. I have to deal with it. And it's bad really bad so you know that's that's what i have to say about that Brittany was a bitch just like all the other ones man girls that i dated she wasn't necessarily my girlfriend we were kind of dating you know like last show i was talking about the four relationships i was in oh this was like a fucking dating thing you know we really weren't that close out of like three months of dating i only fucked her like three times because she kind of skeeved me out you know what i'm saying but i did and i caught fucking syphilis and it wasn't cool but now it's not my disease, not my fucking problem. That's all I got to say about that. It's bad. It's really fucking bad, yo. Those shots hurt like a motherfucker. Don't catch syphilis. Right? Don't catch anything. It sucked when the doctor said, yo, Brian, you know, you got syphilis. I was like, what? But I kind of expected that I had something. Well, 
Anyway, we're running out of time. I hope you enjoyed my little fucking story, and I will catch you guys on the fly. Yo, keep it real. Love each other. Peace out, guys. Have a good night. Or a good day.